to our podcast what's shifting everyone i'm chelsea and i'm riri and we're so grateful for your presence and your love today absolutely thank you for being here mm-hmm. however you found us you're yeah. welcome yeah <laughs> just kidding it's been a week yeah it's been a good week though i feel like i've had a good week but it has been a little heavy just with um the transits like we had venus um in retrograde we had mercury in retrograde venus thank god has gone direct by the time you're watching this it'll be what like the the week of the 9th of february yeah so yeah by then i'm sure you're smooth sailing because everything's direct there is like still a little bit of a post shadow period um so just be prepared for that we like the shadows but how was your week like did anything like was there anything oh my gosh it was actually really yeah it was like illuminating listen y'all we went from 49 subscribers or you know to facebook to over 3,000, and we're still growing so we really appreciate you all absolutely um i wasn't expecting this much love so it's been really um i don't know just fulfilling and enlightening um this week yeah there was just a lot of shifts but also a lot of learning and elevating and i've learned a lot about myself and i feel like our tribe and our community like we we share so much and we get to learn from each other Mm -hmm. especially Um, as it continues to grow like it's just also just beautiful to know that a lot of what we're saying is resonating because that's kind of what we're doing it for right so and really, that's our intention. Yeah. You know, we want to be funny. We want to be silly. We want to show everybody we can still have a human ex- experience and, and still be in your knowing and your remembrance. Yeah, that balance of like 5D, but also, you know, 3D. Yeah, I love it. I, I've been having fun with it. But as yeah. for energy, I feel like my dreams are a little funky. Um, yeah, yeah. Waking up in the middle of the night, seeing purple, like, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, seeing a lot of different things i'm i you know i'm in the i feel like i'm in the um dark night of the soul really yeah girl you know i thought it was before but that wasn't dark night of the soul. that was just dark that happens when you really <laughs> feel like you're you're in something until you're really actually in it like i like there, there was times in my life where i was just preaching energy and i was like yeah that was a shift and da 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 until one day i actually felt a full-on energy shift and i was like never mind yeah, like someone said something that really resonated with me this week. It was Michael Beckwith, and he was on Super Soul Sunday with Oprah. And this was a while back. And he explained the dark night of the soul is when you're in limbo between the person who you used to be and do not, do not know anymore. And you're now changing and evolving to the person who you are, who you don't know who, like, and you don't know who that is. Yeah. So you're in the middle and it could be painful because you're experiencing something you're not used to. And it's beautiful, but it's the unknown. Do you, do you question a lot in, in that state of mind? I'm not, I'm questioning for the good instead okay. of the bad. Like there's no victimization. There's yeah. more like what else is out there for me? Like who am I? And because you know when those people talk about like, oh, I just want to pick up my shit and leave and go to a foreign country and forget everything and start all over. Is that like similar or no? No, I feel very grateful. I feel like I'm in my knowing. I feel as though there is a shift and um, it's a little scary. It's a little scary. But it's a beautiful scary, and I'm ready for it. 
but it's just there. I'm seeing things, and I feel yeah, like I'm seeing things too. Yeah, yeah, and I love that, but it's a little scary when you're not used to it, mm-hmm. and um, I feel like I'm going to be transmitting information soon, but. I'm open to yeah I, I'm getting there. So this is what that's what I've been experiencing this week. So that you know, and that usually feels like you know I'm very tired. Mm -hmm. Um, you know my eyes are really dark. Like I feel like there's definitely something unfolding and coming through me. But one day at a time. But but in my soul, my spirit, I feel very free. Beautiful. Yeah, I love that for you. Yeah, I seriously love that. Thank you. you. I can feel it too. Like because I see you often and I talk to you often. So. I mean, personally, I feel like your energy is just continuing to grow higher and higher and higher. And your aura every time I see you is just getting stronger and stronger. So that's got to be it. Thank you, sure. sweetheart. It's, it's, it's all because of this. Yeah. It's all because absolutely. we stepped into mission and because of our beautiful tribe. So absolutely, very grateful. And I hope that for every starseed, whatever that mission is for you, like mm-hmm. what you're here to, in, to do in your purpose. <clears throat> sorry. I do hope that you seek that because one thing about starseeds is that you know, we talk about this often. It's it's talked about often with Starseeds is that you have this sense of like longing for a bigger purpose for a big chunk of your earthly experience. And it's almost like a nagging like pinch every single day of like something's missing. Yeah. And so it, it, it's not always fun to experience that. And so now that we are in mission, like I don't know how you feel, but I feel like that's gone away. Mm-hmm. And it's very blissful let me tell you so I I I wish that for everyone and speaking about you know seeing you know visions and what have you that's something that I've always not always but it was something young at a young age that I did experience but I did try to push away it was almost like me closing my third eye and Mm. I don't talk about this a lot but um I experienced an interesting memory today actually so I actually started yoga. Yes. Good. You've never done, like, you don't so, do yoga? Well, this is the thing. I'm going to move my cherry all. I'm sorry. It's not her tooting. She's oh, trying, <laughs> please. It's just, we're moving the chair. I want to look at her. That's why I'm on oh, I love you. <laughs> so, yeah. The thing is, is that I, it, it's a mix of two things when it comes to yoga. For one, any, like, I'm, I'm very, like, um, active um and so when it comes to like activity or like fitness or exercise I've always attached that with intensity mm. so that's very common in my life so for me to like do something active like I'm used to doing it very vigorously so to do yoga never resonated with me because I got bored oh that was the first thing the second thing is that I also didn't like when I did let go and try to be in it how I felt because I knew that things were going to arise. And like, remember when you said you were looking at the stars one day with your sister and you were yes. like, I don't want to know. Yes. I, I'm realizing that was me doing the same thing. Okay. So I, I did. I think for like maybe the last six years, every year I would try it. Because I'm like, it's going to resonate this time. I'm, I'm ready for it this time. And I just wouldn't. Yeah. And one thing I'm also realizing is that it's a gray area and I don't like gray areas. Yes. Because it's mixing two things that I do, high and low. Mm. When I work out, I go all out. When I meditate, I'm all off. Yes. So yoga is like that middle ground. It's It's true. You're being active, but you're also meditating. And that's fucking hard for me to do. Because I don't, again, like that gray area. But I'm learning. And I think for me just, you know, awakening, I can finally resonate with it. So that's the point. Um, And I had this interesting memory today as I was... um, in yoga it was it was yin today so I, I tend to get more downloads that way yeah it's slower 
And I totally forgot about this experience that I had, but I, so for those who don't know, I'm a personal trainer. I have been for the last 10 years now. Divine health and fitness. Uh, Shameless promo. Never shameless. (laughs) So this one lady came into the gym once. She was a client of mine. And initially, like we really connected. And then I started to realize she was very woke. Mm. And I started to get hesitant. Like each time I knew I had a session with her, I'm like, because she, I knew within me that it was, I was like, it was on the tip of my tongue. If I just wanted to go to it, I could. Yes. But I didn't want to, right? Right. And she knew. I could, and I know she knew. It's almost like she didn't train with me on purpose Mm -hmm. to like be fit. It's like she just was, she would always be like, after a session, if you want to go, I can meditate with you in, in the hot yoga room and I was like no I have a actually I have a somewhere I had to go water my fish for I have to go right after fish. you it's right after you I'm busy I'm really busy my fish <laughs> needs to be watered I gotta walk him too oh like, dude, I'm busy like my schedule is full girl so <laughs> but I totally forgot about her and she was like oh I just think back to my man if I would have just yeah. let, let go and done that with her. I'm sure I would have. But she also was really into yoga. And that's kind of where I knew too. I was like, okay, hey, do I get into this or not? But yeah, that's something that's really new in my life. And I'm and I'm loving it because, listen, I meditate every single morning without fail. But it's five minutes, yeah. right? I start my day that way. But um, yoga is like more like I'm there for the full hour. And I got to almost surrender to like more of a guidance. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the morning with my meditations, I kind of just meditate on whatever I'm feeling so I like it it's more accountability and also just because I am trying to like not what's the right word I'm trying to decipher more of what I'm seeing Mm -hmm. I think that I have to be in it for longer to get better at it so on top of doing yoga I'm also doing like a meditation workshop um in March where because I won't get too we'll we'll be here all day but (laughs) I did try to access the the records um a, a few months ago and long story can long. we just be clear which kind of record akashic okay yes. i knew i just want to make sure yes okay. clarifying <laughs> so um and i just it didn't long story short it did not I, I did not go i almost did i almost did but i i chickened out is the point <laughs> so but i had one of my guides tell me that it's not because i chicken, it, i just wasn't ready right so partly of this like workshop that i'm going to will be helpful because i'll be with other people yeah and so not it's like that physical support like i know that like my spiritually I'm always supported right but it's just a little bit different when you're actually with other so people excited. You I'm excited I'm excited for you yeah can't wait to hear you. more about it thank you babe and we could do a practice one too yeah Maybe we can record a meditation after you're you're, you're I done love and, that. okay awesome I love that so much so amazing well thanks for your update I'm proud of you I can't wait to yes. do yoga with you yes yes love it, love it. okay so let's uh, start by taking a deep breath in and let's remove everything that no longer serves us from this week if everybody could just sit still where you're at Close your eyes and take a deep breath in. And when you're taking a deep breath in, count to four and blow out after five. One, two, three. Oh, that was good. You're here, a safe and sacred space. We're always accepted with love. So Chelsea, what are we talking about today, girl? Girl, we are talking about the Page of Swords. And this card specifically is in the minor arcana of tarot. And it's in relation to our inner child, which is our primary topic today. I'm really excited to get into it. Mm. So some keywords that this tarot card represents. Um, we have curiosity, intelligence, wit, 
honesty, independence, clash with authority. Mm. So here's the thing. So the Page of Swords, like he's a clever, witty youth with a natural curiosity and inquisitive nature. We see that depicted on the card. And that's what he represents, like his energy, right? So Mm -hmm. he is in the process of developing his own ideas and beliefs and may frequently clash with authority over differences of opinion. The youth's independent ideas and curious spirit should be encouraged and nurtured rather than invalidated. That's what we see from um, the Page of Swords, right? Mm -hmm. So this is a very relatable card for me from the aspect of authority, right? Like we can see how that would relate to our inner child in in when we are in our childhood. Mm -hmm. Personally, I, I felt frequently like invalidated by adults in my youth with, you know, yeah. The common ideology that, you know, oh, what do you know? You're just a kid right. or um, just like the stuff that's formed by society about like adults just always know best. And, you know, it did cause me to shy away from speaking in groups, you know, sharing my beliefs and ideas. Um, but more importantly, I do personally feel like I caused like a stunt in my development a little bit um, just into adulthood, you know, speaking up and feeling like what I was saying was worthy of being spoken about. Yeah. So anyway, so when, you know, this card comes into a reading, I sometimes view it as representing like the younger version of yourself who still today may display those qualities or it can also like suggest that the gifts that are, you know, depicted with the youth should be maybe developed also um, in you today because sometimes we block off our inner child and sometimes we're in it too much. So it can go either way depending on um, who I'm reading for. So... That's why I find this card fitting, you know, because I, you know, I believe our inner child to be a part of your mind that stores your experiences from your childhood and then basically just continues, you, you just continue to view the world almost with like a lens of those experiences. So if you think about it, like we're no longer in childhood, but we still view our current experiences as if you we're still your younger self. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes, totally. And I just experienced this. I just did a 12-week workshop, actually, on healing the inner child. So this is really close to home for me. Um, mm. So what is inner child? So let's get down to the nitty-gritty, and then we'll speak freely about our experiences. So the inner child is a part of ourselves that's been present ever since we were conceived. The inner child can often recall good experiences as well as childhood fears, traumas, neglect, and significant loss. And that's something we just spoke about with yeah. uh, with what Chelsea just said. It's difficult to struggle against what we were taught growing up. You know, we have our limiting beliefs that we just spoke about last the last podcast. And the child's mind is a helpless one absorbing all the values and help, habits that they've been taught, which is basically what happens in life. You know, we, yeah. we look at our adults to give us a perspective in life and and that's what we end up learning that's our only perspective almost yeah for sure point. so when you're feeling lost or out of touch with yourself and others it feels like an emotional fog and girl i've been there a lot and often you know so yeah. you often feel as if you're doing nothing more than just riding a wave um, and a big wave so you may be feeling insecure inadequate unlovable or alone these feelings are so painful that you may have discovered like dysfunctional ways to ignore de- or to even deny it. And some people use alcohol, yeah, coping mechanisms, coping mechanisms that are arguably unhealthy. Yeah, food, work, sex, drugs, all of it, all of the above, because we need to cope in order to sustain some kind of 
you know, relatable living in a way. I would also argue that it's not even that. You're just trying not to deal with it. Or, well, yeah. or you're unaware of what it is. If Like, uh, when, when I first learned about what inner child was, yeah. and I was able to put a title to it, then it became more clear to me of how I can go about fixing it. But you may be just coping with it because you don't understand that that's where you're operating from too. And that's why when you're in it, you you feel like there's nothing else yeah. but to do but cope with it. Uh, yeah, I have so much empathy for yeah. those, those periods of, of our lives, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, like for me, inner child too, like it is such a passionate topic for me because, you know, a few years back I did seek professional help. You know, I got a therapist and this is like we really spoke about like the area of inner child. Like we really dug into it together. I said this on the last podcast, but that is kind of the cliche. You know, the first thing a therapist will do is like talk about your childhood. And then once you realize that there was a lot there, um, yeah, we just went into it, but this was the first time I ever heard of that terminology. And so I just even think like I said, hearing it and then understanding that that's where I was at. It was like, Oh, like, I don't know what it is with titles, but when you can put a title to something, it just feels better. Yes. So, yeah, so... Ting, ting. Twinkle, twinkle. Little star seed. <laughs> but, yeah, like, my, my view comes a lot from, like, what she taught me. So, when I'm explaining things, like, it, it comes a lot from that, but also just in conjunction, like, with my own self-development. Um, but as I mentioned before, the way I see it, like, it's, it's us operating in the lens of our younger self. So, while we have grown, it's the wounded parts of ourselves that are still contributing to the things that we're doing daily. Whether that be, you know, how we show up in our careers, mm-hmm. our romantic relationships, um, friendships, even parenting even. Yeah. And one thing to understand of how this develops is when we're younger, we're more impressionable, right? In, in those younger years. So, we're operating almost in like a altered state of consciousness and this this you know what what it's known to me what it's titled as is the egocentric point of view that's what it was explained to me as so it just means that we're kind of like we there there's like a filter that's there of all the experiences that happened to us during that age period through a self-assigned meaning Mm -hmm. so all that means is like for example let's say when you were younger dad comes home and he's in a bad mood and this is like consistent each and every day. Mm-hmm. He always comes home in a bad mood. Because we're children, we tend to think in simple terms versus like overanalyze maybe multiple scenarios for situations. So we're almost like very simple minded. Mm-hmm. And we may not consider that, you know, dad is coming home grumpy because he has a stressful job or, you know, maybe financial concerns, right, that he's worrying about. So not knowing those things as a youth, like the egocentric meaning that, could, that we could apply to this is that you know we're not worthy or we're not cared about by dad and then that becomes a story we tell ourselves about dad being in that grumpy state yeah so now the other thing is like there's also space to hold where these narratives are true though right and there are unfortunately you know circumstances where what we are feeling is in fact the story yes so but either or I need to address both because the way in which, you know, they manifest is extremely similar, if not identical. So point being like in either scenario, we can carry those narratives or experiences with us as we grow into adulthood. Mm -hmm. And it may now look like something in our later years where, for example, you know, your partner comes home in a bad mood and we might find ourselves telling the same story of, oh, he must be mad at me. Or, you know, it must mean that they don't love us. Instead of, like, 
asking a question, your reaction is to immediately assume because you're attaching it to a previous experience. You, yes. you get me? Uh, you, okay. Yeah, you go straight into victim victim mode. Yeah, yeah. So like, and, and same thing for a friend maybe where we're not hearing from them in a while or they're not texting us back and we can find ourselves going down that same path, right? We're assigning that same meaning. It's not that your friend's not responding to you. It's that you're responding yes. to a wound of your child, Yes. right? Whereas... A lot of these issues can be so quickly, um, what, what like dealt with yeah. if we just ask a question right. versus an assumption. Right. So that is definitely um, something that's helpful. But yeah, so like we can imagine like the reactions we might have if the meaning that we are assigning is in fact not the case in the present moment, mm-hmm. right? Like how many times, and I know that I've, I've done this when I've been you know operating in that lens is I bring it up to somebody and they're like so shocked. Right. Because they're like, no, that's not what I... Or like your partner comes home, you're like, no, I just... My boss was at me and, you know, and then you're like, well, no, I I, I told myself that yes. you were... And then it's like the struggle yes. back and forth. So like that, that is an example um, of inner child. But so anyway, so what I've learned through my own journey to be important is to view your inner child as like a separate part of you. Mm-hmm. To not attach it and identify with it as like oneness. Like this is not who you are because that arguably wouldn't identify with your present reality, right? Yeah. So it was very important for me to have this like outside lens to prevent me from feeling like I couldn't overcome it. Because when I felt as if it was part of me, it felt like a like more of a higher hill to climb. Okay. But when I viewed it as like separate from me, it made it seem a little bit more bearable to like overcome and and deal with because I realized like oh this is just more of past Chelsea not present Chelsea right Mm -hmm. um and additionally like it allowed me to also like see the similarities right in my coping mechanisms so like for example let's say you know when I was younger my my dad abandoned me a lot he left me alone a lot Mm -hmm. and you know I reacted like I would just shut off and feel like I wasn't loved or cared for and I noticed that when in my romantic relationships growing up when they would abandon me or uh, I've just had like some experiences where like I would wake up and they weren't there and they, they didn't tell me that they, they were leaving that night Ooh. or like multiple times yeah I get triggered and I just shut off and I'm cold and I don't yeah speak to guards them. are up guards yeah the, the protection the wall, is up the wall just yeah. builds 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 yeah. and so like I reacted in the same way and this can manifest in so many different ways. Like if you're thinking about an experience now that you're maybe thinking, Oh, like that's similar. It, it could look like even like the most um, obvious childhood reactions, like, like tantrums, right. Yeah. Of like kicking, screaming, or like maybe you do the opposite and like me, you, you check out or right. then the other one you mentioned where we dissociate and we numb ourselves. Yes. That's also yes. um, very, very common. Or we just, point blank just take things very personally and then our guards up and we don't even want to hear where the other person's coming from right so true but um yeah so like that reaction is just it's coming again from a separate part of you um that very wounded child so one thing I've learned is like definitely have empathy for it and like I have empathy for anyone that I know is operating out of that who comes to me but 
at the same time, I think we also need to hold space for like when it's not okay. Yes. We also I'm have- sorry that you abandoned me. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry for feeling alone yeah. and betrayed. In like the middle of the night. I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah. Like, girl, I hear you. There's been situations where I was like in like foreign countries with um, people I was dating and like would just leave me alone. Like I'd wake up in the middle of the night, they weren't there, oh, and I and the, or like the doors unlocked, yeah. they unlocked the door, and I'm like, are you Girl, kidding me? That's really not a nice feeling, right? Yeah. But at the same time, like I have to take responsibility for my reactions, and and I had to do that, of course, because at the same time, like those things aren't okay. Like I, th- I think what I'm trying to say is there's a big space for just responsibility in operating out of your inner child as well. So I learned that with my therapist. It's like, okay, well understand what I need to heal and apologize for like my, the, like what I partook in si- certain situations. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, yeah, which I think it's just a lot of like making connections is what I'm realizing. Like when I was dealing with my inner child, it was a lot of connections. Like you're filling the gap essentially of like, you know, there's your inner child and then you're seeing like, how does it manifest into adulthood? Right. And then to get to the bridge, like the bridge that gets built to go to your more authentic self in that space there of like inner child to you now. Yeah. I felt like for me was just a lot of awareness, Mm -hmm. tapping into self and then choice and then followed up with healing. So like the awareness was like, and this is hard to do. I think when you're actually in the moments when you are op- operating in your wounded child, like in those moments, they're a little bit harder to like understand. But after the fact, there's a lot of awareness that I would do. So one thing I would offer um, as advice for right now is just think of very simply any moment where you operated maybe in less of like in a less fav- favorable right. way than you would have liked in a certain situation. You just write it down. And then you can keep doing that. And then eventually you can see if you can connect any dots of like, oh, this is similar to my childhood or this may have come from that. And then when I personally made a lot of these connections, then it started to click. So um, she also had me find positives though. Good, yes. In my childhood. Which I I do want to touch on because it's so important because like the the work can be hard, right? Listen, yesterday I was thinking about this and we even talk about this. Yeah. I had to sit down and think about positive things in my childhood and I was really sad because I couldn't find very many. That's it. But the thing is, I want my new like challenge for myself is to connect to the positive. So maybe I can help you with that. Yeah. Because she helped me with that. Okay. And it's that, so think of gratitude similarly. When we go to bed sometimes our days are just so heavy that we feel like there's nothing to be grateful for, but there's always like the simplest things that we can revert back to, like breathing and living and just putting your hand on your heart and feeling that, right? So positives are very similar. They don't have to be like, I felt the happiest and the most joyfulest. I would write things down of like, I really like to sing. And when I sung, I felt good. Right. That's a positive. You get a lot more on paper when you view it externally that way of like, like bird's eye view. You kind of got to look down on yourself and think like, what were things that just like, even if you just wrote chalk on the, and that that was you feeling like creative. Right. I felt creative when. Yes. I felt free when, when, when I was singing, when I was X, Y, Z. So. I felt joy when. Exactly. And then, you know. I didn't find it um, just productive basically to just only view my childhood as darkness because that's what it felt like a lot of the time was just like we're bringing up runes, we're bringing up trauma right. and then it was just dark, 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 dark but 
what's important is that once I dealt with that darkness, I had to now work on the light and now forgive and then move on. And then when I think back to my childhood, think about those positives and how they can connect to my day to day. Like, that's what I mean. Like there was a previous podcast where I said like, what are things that you like to do when you were a kid? Like, that's what I view inner child as now. That's what I view it as now. Like when you're going down a hill tubing and you're screaming, that's fun. Yeah. Or when you're just singing to the top of your lungs in the shower, like that's me when I view my inner child now. Yes. Uh, You know what? I, I love that you're saying that. And what I can say is in the moment when you are in your inner child or when you're getting coaching, because I feel like some people do need that. We have to remember that we get um, mistaken from inner child and negative ego. And when we're in our negative ego, sometimes it's very difficult to parent that inner child. Um, so for, for example, for me, I knew I needed help because I was coping with my coping mechanisms were becoming like addicting mm-hmm. and I knew that I needed to seek some help. Um, but we have to remember in order to heal the inner child, you do need to bring up the trauma. You need to face it. You need to understand it. And then what you do is you put your shame and blame story away and then you create a new one because that inner child needs to be released and you need to allow that inner child to be free. Yeah. And that's kind of what I did, right? As I, as I brought up all the darkness, all the trauma, dealt with it and then changed my narrative, changed my story. I I actually... Um, on my own time wrote a completely different I had one book of like all the work I was doing with my inner child and then I burned it once I was done yeah. and then on um, a separate journal I wrote down like a different story of how my childhood went in my head Ooh, I love that mm-hmm. Ooh, I love and that's it. why like it's hard for me like in romantic relationships when when you know I, I am kind of it, my childhood is brought up because it's like what story do I tell that's the only place I struggle because I don't Listen, I, when I move on, I move on. So it's hard for me to bring up my past when it comes to like a lot of darkness because I just, I don't resonate with it anymore. It's gone to me. So I spoke to someone very special to me this week about this topic. And I also said I didn't want to bring up my trauma because I've healed it. Yeah. But if we can speak about our past without affecting us emotionally and it's to help others know that they weren't alone... And you don't feel any kind of resistance or resentment towards it when you're speaking about it, it's okay to speak about it. Okay. If you're doing it for attention or because you want to play victim, then no, then there's some healing. There's some healing that needs to be done. Look within. So just just on this note, my loves, like you're not alone. We're not alone. You know, most of our struggles come from reoccurring emotional pain in our lives. This is not your fault. It's not my fault. It's not our fault. Most of, us, most of us grow up in these circumstances without knowing what positive behavior looks like. So we end up following these patterns and we, that we've learned and we let ourselves down because we didn't know what it looked like to be loving yeah. to ourselves as well as those around us. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, have, we all have an inner child, just as Chelsea was talking about, we all do. It's part of, part of our subconscious that has been picking up messages way before we were able to even fully process it. So our inner child is always communicating with us. We just need to learn how to listen. You know, if you put away your negative ego and whatever thoughts you have and you just listen, triggers are beautiful lessons. Listen to the triggers. As soon as you're triggered, there's something within you that is telling you that some inner child wounds have to be dealt with. We view triggers as like opportunities to heal i love triggers triggers show me that there's something within me that yeah that has not Mm -hmm. been healed and it's a beautiful lesson so that's also arguably a space for you to choose how you want to respond Mm -hmm. because if you are responding again out of those inner child wounds 
right? That's something that we can start to attack right away. Yeah. So some of these triggers could feel like shame, guilt, some pain, chronic overthinking, or mentations that go through your mind, inability to be present in the moment, anxiety, fear, yeah, trying to be perfect, people pleaser, difficulty noticing like the wins in life because yeah. you know we're not good enough or even even looking at the joy um a lot of self-sabotage as well like there's there's many other feelings and emotions that come along with this but those are sabotage like in relationships self-sabotage in general yeah like and anything anything that you do because if you're in a place where your inner child feels like they're not good enough hello like i spoke about this before yeah you're just gonna completely shut out the opportunity that's in front of you exactly you know the balls Um, okay. If you don't know what we're talking about, episode. Look three, at our page I'm point you and there. listen to it. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so when you take care of yourself and your inner bonding, you shift into a higher and greater gear of happiness. Guess what it's called, y'all? Starts so with a J. Joy, 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 joy to, to the, the world. world. Your star, sister. Okay, star I love your hanging there too. <laughs> Freestyle. And joy is our fashion. Look it up. <laughs> A feeling of oneness, going with the flow, freedom from fear and internal struggles. Girl, like joy is something I strive to feel on a daily basis, you know? So ways to work with healing your inner child. There's a book that I read. It really helped and it resonated with me because it gave examples of every situation you could possibly imagine. Brené Brown? No, girl. It's not Brené Brown, but she is one of my, my girls. But it's called Inner Bonding, The Inner Bonding Book. It's about becoming a loving adult to your inner child by Margaret Paul. Please get that book. We'll tag it in in the Facebook and Instagram page as well. Margaret, if you want to come on, holla at your girls. Yeah, Margaret, thank you. I really really appreciate this book. So it utilizes activities to start the feeling, you know, one little bit at a time in order to undo the numbing. We work on reducing anxieties and fears and processing the fearful memories or experiences. Developing healthy relationships that allow you to feel safe and steady in the world. Creating a warm and inviting environment. Um, there's, there's a shift that happens, right? And we focus our performing of doing and being and celebrating, shifting your inner beliefs. Like, Oh, wouldn't that feel so good? All this comes from inner bonding and and it's a process of connecting to your adult thoughts with our gut feelings, right? Yeah. That's what I was speaking on when I said like your authentic self, because again, like this is your lens from childhood, not your lens from adulthood. So in order for us to be in the moment, be present in our authentic selves of who we are today, we need to work on taking that lens away. Yeah. But yeah, I think when you're shifting. in it, the darkness, you're unsure of what it is. Oh, so, for sure. But so, like when you're speaking on shifting, yeah, your inner when you use, shift that's, that's, it, oh, a hundred percent. So like the first step that's is, the, that's the lens analogy. A hundred percent. But the first step really is just to simply become aware of your discomfort or conflict, yeah, right? The space, yeah. It's the first step. The second step is to acknowledge that you have a choice to either ignore your feelings or heal them. And I think pain pushes vision. The more pain you're in, eventually you'll have to change your situation and align with your higher self. Yeah. And what, what do you feel like that, that is in terms of like the spiritual aspect? Because I feel like that's always... Just the universal law. It is. It is a universal law. But remember, if you're not at that level of elevation, 
you're constantly going, you're stagnant in life and you're constantly going through the same cycles of darkness. And if you're in that, right, then you're going to become, there's going to be pain that comes with it. And that pain eventually will be so excruciating that you have to do something. You know how they say that, sorry. No, it's okay, no. You know how they say like starseeds come to earth with like a lot of inner knowings that like they didn't learn, they Mm -hmm. just have. I feel like that's one thing that I just always understood it was like i gotta get through the lesson to get because i my brothers played video games when i was growing up yeah and so i always kind of viewed their video games as life as like, <laughs> if i would have literally you know like the boss guy at yeah, the end, you're like yeah. i got i met the boss like that was like source to me oh, i was like, like eventually i'm gonna meet the boss you gotta fight in that field <laughs> until you get get exactly. to the top or like that could also be joy like the boss guy could be for joy sure for, for sure but like each level you have to like complete it but each time he would mess up or he had to do the level again mm-hmm. so that's how i view life is like levels almost right and that's where that phrase level up like that's how i view that too Ooh. yeah or like you know just levels yeah there's levels to this shit so let's start with the level one okay mm. <laughs> so yeah, the, the more you disconnect zero. so the more you disconnect from your feelings right the more negativity and stories you'll start telling yourself and listen we've done it we've all done it so if you connect to your feelings and then you ask your little self why are you angry you can then find a way to soften the anger and parent your little one. So let's ask, why are you angry? So let's do a situation. Let's say you're at work, okay? And someone has embarrassed you. And I'll use myself because I'll just speak in, in like first person and <clears throat> all of you think about So I'm angry. I'm walking in. I'm frustrated. I'm venting. Uh, you can see that I'm not my happy self. So I sit still, close my eyes, and I picture my little Riri, okay? And when I see her, I ask her, why are you angry? Well, Riri says, because Bill put me down in front of everyone and embarrassed me at work. I'm not lovable. Everyone hates me. I don't belong here. So this is when they're having a little fit, right? So adult self can say, Riri, I'm sorry you're feeling this way. You're so lovable and you're right to have these feelings. This all stems from Bill and the day he is having. This has nothing to do with you. You are so smart and I love you. I'm going to take it from here. So it's almost like you're parenting your little self to let them know that. like you're not alone. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that, that works out very well in tandem with like how I mentioned separating yes. the inner child i love like both of those together are beautiful and it's hard but to that get is there. what you're doing it's totally what you're doing but when you first start this process i have to say when i started it it was weird like for me it was weird because i wasn't there i couldn't like talking to yourself is that talking to my little selfie because like listen <clears throat> sorry throw chakra <laughs> when you're starting to evolve and and connect and vibrate higher you're still used to the the human experience and what you've learned right Okay, so when you're going to start, you know, taking it in, sitting still and speaking to this little child inside internally, you feel crazy. I'm going to say the word. I know it's a bad word to your mama. Sorry, mama. You said the C word, girl. I did, but guess what? Like, that's how you feel. You have to make this an explicit content. And it, it takes, like, commitment and practice to really visualize your little one. But then when you do... It's so beautiful because you take the time to really love that little one that didn't get that attention and love Mm -hmm. and you allow them to be free. It can also just make you feel odd if you just never viewed that part of yourself as your inner child anyway. Because me as an introvert, 
I know that shocks a lot of people. <laughs> what? Oh you? <laughs> me? How dare you, darling? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's a phenomenon. <laughs> but me as an introvert, like, I always speak to myself in my head. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's not, I'm not schizophrenic, girl. I'm no, just, I speak to myself in my yeah. head, too, but not my inner child. I don't talk to yeah, my eight-year-old Yeah, but that's self. what I'm saying. But yeah. for me, that would, that was more natural for me. Right. But what was just odd about it was, like, viewing it as separate a yes. separate entity that in of itself was like because yeah. i've always just attached it to like this is how i react this right. is how i respond versus like oh this stems from something it's so beautiful it's such a freeing experience so 100 can we both um give an example of something that that's happened to us that created a little bit of a panic attack for that little one and how we overcame it yeah I have to think about that for a second. Okay, so let me think. I think there's one. Um, so I'll, I'll do one because it's like, you know, um, I've always had issues with abandonment and I've always had a feeling like I'm unlovable. And it comes from people who either ignore me or who don't try to see if I'm okay or who wants don't want to see me. And I put expectations out there on others to give me what I gave them. Like that, that, that was the scenario. Now this is before in the past. So when I'm the type of person that would plan everything, check on everybody, like send flowers to them, you know, and, and to be honest, I wanted to, it was from my heart, but then I felt like I wasn't getting it in return. And so there was an instance in my life where, you know, I felt like friendship, I wasn't getting that from my friends. And I used to get really hurt. And then at one point when I learned this process of our inner child, I realized it had nothing to do with them. And you you mentioned that at the beginning, right? Like if a friend's not calling you, you got to sit down and think about why are you feeling this way and why is yes, it triggering look you? And, and remember, like boundaries are so important. And if you, if you desire to be treated a certain way, then you have to voice that to that person. And if they don't treat you that way, then they're, they're not meant to be your friend. And that's okay. That's a different topic. So I came home and I was livid. I was so angry. I was just feeling really unlovable, not good enough, didn't understand it. So I sat down and I spoke to my little one. And we got through it. It was such a beautiful experience. I just said to her, why are you feeling this way? And all the little blah, 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 venting came out. You know, I'm not lovable. They don't love me. They don't call me. I'm not good enough. Why does it, Why don't people love me? Like, what have I done wrong in life? Those kind of things. Yeah. Which is really sad if you think about it. Like, this is our little self feeling this way because of trauma. Yeah. And then I, because I have the opportunity to parent my daughter... I was able to transfer the parenting that I do for my own daughter to myself. And I really just loved myself up. I was like, this is just a story you're telling yourself. You are so lovable and you are so smart and anybody would be lucky to be your friend. That's a one thing you just said. That's yeah. a story. It's a story. It's 100% a story. Nonfiction. It's nonfiction. And then maybe this person is going through something. Maybe that's why they haven't gone back to you. Or maybe they're just trying not to bother you. Or It doesn't you know, matter though. Like don't even try personally. Like yeah. don't even try to think of what's going on in their end. You could just ask. Yeah. Right? Like I, aside from even inner child, like I'm a big preacher of like ask more questions than assumptions. Right. Like just in life, just always ask more questions. Anytime I've done that, it's led me to just feel like I don't overthink as much. Yeah, but that just shows how vulnerable you are and that takes time to get there to ask questions. But this was just the questions I was just 
you know, I was talking to the little girl yeah, and, and I was just trying to calm her down. And then I was just giving her positive affirmations and I felt a lot more calmer. Then I was able to go to the friend and say, listen, my mind, I'm making up a story that this is the reason why you did this, this, and this. That's a beautiful way to put it, to to present it to them. And, and like, I'm feeling very unlovable and feeling like that I'm not worthy. And here's why. And here's why. And then they get to explain yeah, themselves. Yeah, you give them the floor. I love that. Yeah, and that's that's what inner child um, healing did for me. I was able to let go. And I feel I still have a lot. Like I still have it come up once in a while. But there's something within my chest that I feel that it's about to release. And that is the tip of joy, which is what I've been searching for yeah. all my life. Have you ever had a scenario where you brought it up and it wasn't received well, even though you brought it up in that way? Of course. But you know what? Those are people who unfortunately have just not had the time to heal and not be able to discover themselves. And listen, like we, we are star seeds. We're here to shed light on everyone, but we also need to respect ourselves and have some boundaries we can't elevate if people are bringing us down. I saw that the other day on Instagram. Like, yeah. If, if people don't want to go up, you can't bring them up. You can't bring them up. And the thing is, you can love them from afar, but it doesn't mean that you have to let them drag you down. You know, like in this yeah. process of, of finding yourself and the remembrance of knowing, it may be a lonely journey because you have to let go of people who are not good for you. And eventually they may grow and meet you. And then maybe not. And that's okay. But we don't judge them. We don't, we're, we can be sad and more in the relationship. But if people it's are not going to, yeah, like if people aren't receptive to what you want to say, then that's not loving. Correct. Especially when you're vulnerable. Correct. What about it's, you? Um, I like my first thought is I definitely want to go straight to abandonment because I, yeah. that, that feels raw. And then there was something else that kind of came up. Um, I think like loyalty and trust kind yes. of goes hand in hand. So I'll start with abandonment. Just don't let me forget the second okay. one. <laughs> so, um, yeah, abandonment, I think growing up, like just to shed light on the situation. Um, when my parents divorced, I decided to just live with my father and in the beginning stages of us living together, I wouldn't have much to say that was negative. Um, that was really that, um, like, shifting in terms of who I was like there wasn't much that actually like really would have contributed to um any trauma and then as the years went on um he basically got into a relationship and then that's when I was forgotten about essentially and then when I say forgotten about I mean forgotten about and through like my inner child healing I also was now remembering memories that I actually because my my therapist did um I think it's called EMDR. Mm, yeah. Where she basically, like, and these memories that I had totally pushed down came up and it was very rough. Wow. And there was one where I completely forgot about this, but um, he dropped me off at school once. I think I was, I was very young. I think I may have just been starting grade five or six. Yeah. And dropped me off and left me. Like, at the, just dropped me off. Didn't walk me in nothing. Right. Left. And I just remember being so confused. I didn't know where... Yeah. We were in a new city, girl. Yeah. We had just moved there. I didn't know where I was. So scary. Um, and I remember walking around and this teacher came and grabbed me because the bell had rang. Yeah. And I was crying. She came oh. and grabbed me. And I had like a phone at the time. Yeah. I think maybe he thought... I don't know what he thought. But 
Um, I remember calling my mom and my mom was like, you got to go find a teacher. And, yeah. um, and then this kid got mad at me. He's like, you're not allowed phones. And I was like, <laughs> oh, what am I doing oh here? And then eventually a teacher just, I remember just being grabbed by the hand and Aww. being like, what are you doing? Like, you're, you're supposed to be in line. I'm like, I you don't know where to go. I don't know where to go. Yeah. And like, that's so traumatic. Yeah. And there was just, yeah, there was multiple scenarios like that. So I think just abandonment and then it would kind of um result and kind of manifest in my adulthood when I was with somebody um like some scenarios that I can think of off off top or like when you're sleeping over and we go to like sleep together and then I wake up and you're not there like you you left and you didn't tell me that's happened with so many different people and it's 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 hard for me not to like just want to yell at them and like because to me my instant reaction is like are you stupid right like but I need to communicate in yeah. a different way. So I had to like, yeah, work on my communication skills and know that that's coming from like, it's, it's not that, you know, their intentions towards it were what your fathers were. Right. Right. Like their intentions were maybe a bit different. So yeah, I had to learn to ask questions like, Hey, like, why did you do this? Right. Oh, I just, you know, didn't want to wake you up and I have to go to work or whatever. Yes. And then it becomes a different story because you heard the real story. But such a lonely feeling. Very lonely. And just like, yeah, some feelings that would come up is like, um, honestly, sometimes it would also be like a loyalty thing. Like, are you going to... Oh, yeah. Like, I I remember I was seeing this one guy and, oh my God, I forgot about this. I woke up in the middle of the night and he wasn't there. But I just remember he wasn't there and I was freaking out. And then I went on his um, computer. This is a long time ago. Listen, I've matured. <laughs> but I went on his com- computer and saw that he was like messaging another girl. That's a whole different. Oh. Both situations were separate, but I created yes. a story that they were both together. Right, of course. And um, he ended up going to the hospital. Oh, no. <laughs> he was, I guess, like, yeah. Like, I won't get into why he went, but he basically yeah. had to go to the hospital. And I lost it. I was like, he went to go cheat on me. He was with another girl. Then he came back into bed with me. Was he okay? Or did he just have itchy bum? <laughs> <laughs> If we're being real, the guy swallowed an anxiety pill without water. Oh no! <laughs> and it exploded. Oh no! His oh lord, God, that is horrible. <sighs> but yeah, his roommate had to show me like the Uber receipt and be like, "Oh my like, gosh!" Like, but that just shows like how many triggers you had, yeah. right? That you had to heal. Yeah. And what 100%. about trust? You said to okay, trust. so this one is yeah. It's I'm realizing it's a bigger one. So. One thing is that the relationship that my father got into, it was very toxic. And um, he chose her a lot over any of us as right. kids. I think it took me harder just because I am a little bit more emotional. Yeah. Um, and that's just how I operate. Like, yeah. my loyalty is so strong. For sure. And so he just never had my back in any circumstance. Yeah. And if anything, there were moments where I was made to be the problem. And yeah. I had to take blame almost right and it 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 messes with your mind when you are not actually the problem but so it's like a a narcissistic relationship almost where it's like they'll build you up just to put you down and it's this roller coaster yeah so it my main emotion is just confusion um and then you start to question yourself a lot you start to question um if you're like not not that you're not worthy of love i like i say this a lot but i always felt like hopeful always about love yes but um not from from a parental figure you almost just want to search for that more like I just wanted it so freaking bad yeah so it kind of created like a little bit of how would I say this um like I, I lost hope in terms of someone matching my loyalty right um thankfully like on a positive note like I really have a strong 
family dynamic now with like yes. my, my mom and, and my stepdad's amazing. I've amazing. like, I couldn't, I've, that's something I could only like dream of. It's like feeling love from just a, a masculine. Yes. And, and I hear you. Cause like a lot of people don't get this. Like when I say I'm going to my parents' house, like some people don't get it cause it's my stepdad and my mom, but, parents. but like my stepdad has parented me a ton right. and been there for me. Like when I was moving in here, like he's put up things on my wall. Like he actually built that. Aww, yeah. Love to him. I'm pointing lots out. Of um, love to yeah. Him. Lots of love to him. So yes. like, thankfully there is like the flip side of the coin, the positive, but yeah. it's still a road for me because it, it also, one thing that's imp- important to point out is it also if I have to admit this, like getting married, yeah, having kids, right, and then wondering if he's just gonna switch one day and like not be a good father. But that's a limiting hundred percent. But it yeah. but it stems from my inner child, of right? That I had to really work on because there was oh, something yes. that came up a lot, and like yeah. I re- I realized that it also related to my relationships with men because I was scared of getting into them because I was like, well, I don't want to put all this trust in you, yeah, right? Because true. I know growing up how much I absorbed as a kid and I just fear that you know that could possibly happen again I've gotten over it but it's just one of those things I have I have to admit was also part of that you're so like thank you so much for being so vulnerable love like it's you're not alone like I you know we can get into this another time and I think we'll have a podcast on self-love and worth where we can bring up some some more of our like childhood wounds. Yeah, and more positives. Like, yeah, we, we haven't yeah. ever explained this, but a lot of what we're doing in terms of the algorithm of the episodes is like really working from the ground up and working on like the darker parts because that's really like how it yeah. starts, right? To get it to starts, the yeah, to heal yourself from, to get to the light. You have to go through these motions and it may be triggering some people, especially those who are, you know, enlightened right now but we have to talk about these topics like it's important and we're we're being vulnerable to let you guys know that you're not alone Mm -hmm. and we understand and we've been there so we'll we'll get more deep in i just don't want anyone to think that we're only going to talk about darkness like it will get to a point where it's on a lighter note we always end in a lighter note we are always but the the topics in and of itself the topics are are tough but we need to talk about tough situations you know Um, so, so those are some examples and we would love for you guys to join us on Facebook and let us know some of the examples that you've overcome. Absolutely. Interact with us on Instagram too, yeah. at Starseed Sisters. Yes. You and can fill out our polls yeah. and whatnot. We actually want to hear from you guys too, what type of episodes you'd like to hear us, um, talk about in the future. If there are some topics that you're, you know, interested on and also people you want us to interview what type yes. of people because that's definitely coming in february we won't spill the beans no there's oh my gosh there's so much coming there's so just so much coming. hold on to your starship um okay so let's just we'll just close this up and we're gonna just talk about the goal of healing the inner child is to live as much of our lives in our connected and higher state so when everything seems to be going our way life feels easy right but when we have conflict that arises, the task staying connected with our pain and being open to learning is so much more difficult. Inner strength and love is needed here. So just ensure that you know that even if you're in a state of pain, you're protected always. And when we create our shields of pain, it's only going to cause more negativity. So we have to learn to love ourselves first in order to love others. The choice is yours. So I feel that closing this up, we'll, we'll have a few things. So Chelsea's going to pull a card. But before we do that, I really love, and Chelsea, if you can do this too. So bear with me. If you can all just sit down 
wherever you are, close your eyes. Well, not if you're driving. Well, if you're driving, pull to the <laughs> side, y'all. If not, do this later. Just play it again when you're home. <clears throat> I like you to sit down, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and stop. Become still. So as I'm speaking to you, I want you to visualize your little self. Imagine you are sitting right in front of her or him. Notice your feelings. With the embracing of the truth that you are powerful, look at the little you in the eye and call it by its name. Riri, I forgive you for hurting me. I forgive you for the lies I've told myself, for they are not true. I allow myself to forgive myself to be the total forgiveness and completion. I am free from this energy and I set you free. I cut the emotional cords that bind us and I free myself to be the next great version of who and what I really am. What I did or did not do does not determine my destiny. I am not a victim. I am free. And you are now free to discover yourself. Vibrationally, I accept that all is well between us. I let go and I let excellence have a way with me. Amen. So when you guys are feeling triggered or in pain, talk to your little one. And after you talk to her or him, set a forgiveness that you are sorry for feeling these way, this way because it is not true. And if you're feeling something about someone else as well, this forgiveness mantra is beautiful for anyone that you're feeling those feelings for. Absolutely. Forgiveness will be the next topic, by the way. So stay tuned. We have way more with that. Absolutely. Chelsea, let's pull a card for the collective. Which which deck is this, darling? Oh, it's always the Starseed. Um, So this is the Starseed Oracle by Rebecca Campbell. We got one. And they want me to go one more. Okay. Oh, oh, there it is. And there it is. Oh, my God. What is it? This is, <laughs> I got this card last time. This is, resonates. They like when you do this. Yes. They really like yes. when you do this. Well, it's important. Oh, my God. Forgiveness is important, my loves. Okay, so tell us what we have. Okay, so we have Star Family. You're part of a team of souls. Call in support. Yes. Very fitting. I love that. I'm going to actually read that from the book. Okay. These cards um, are so beautiful and illuminating. Like, if she designs this, like, good for you. No, there's um, a designer, I think, that she has oh, with her. so nice. That illustrates them. Okay, so I, I feel like, I'm not on the page yet, but I do feel like there's a message in there for someone in particular. Name might be Angela. I don't know why I'm getting that. Angela. If there's an Angela out there, I don't know an Angela. Come, I think neither do I. But if your name's not Angela, it doesn't mean that it's not for you. Um, it just means that maybe that maybe Angelo. Yeah, but maybe that person needs just pay closer attention. Um, so you're part of a team of souls. Call in support. At some stage, we were each a part of soul cluster, a gathering of souls who broke away from one other to experience themselves individually. Those who are part of your soul cluster are part of your soul or part of your star family. Your star family are those souls who are cut from a similar cosmic cloth. You haven't just experienced lifetimes together. Your souls were once actually one. It's very common for star family members to incarnate at similar times, to work with anchoring a similar frequency of light, and to cross paths with each other. You know that someone is part of your star family 
when you feel like you know and remember them from the moment you met. Ooh. I'm looking at you, Riri. <laughs> <laughs> they feel instantly familiar and comfortable. Time both passes quickly and stretches when you're with them. You feel more yourself with them than anyone else. It can sometimes feel like looking in the mirror because in a way you are. Often you'll go out of your way to help those in your star family, instinctively knowing it's part of your path. When a star family member dies, you feel it very deeply, regardless of how long you knew them. Oh my God, that was for me. <laughs> oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh Aww. my God, why would you hit me with that? I'm just <laughs> talking to one of my guides. So long story, they want me to say this. Um, I have a angel with me his name's Tyler and he was a close friend of mine or is my close friend who passed away um about five years ago and um like to some we didn't know each other for very long but he affected my soul in a way that will just never be undone and I'm indebted to his guidance for eternity but um yeah that's what that was for Aww. just to let y'all in on that blessings yes. okay so a certain soul mourning or soul breaking occurs. Think about the people in your life. Who do you feel is part of your star family? If this card comes up in a spread, it's likely that you've met someone who is part of your star family or you're about to. So this starseed soul inquiry, who do you think is from the same star family as you and how can you call upon them for support? I got you, girl. And I got you, girl. And you have <laughs> your starseed sisters. Yes, and brothers. You have us, absolutely. And we're here for you. This is partly why we, you know, want to collaborate with you guys and connect with you more on social media, just because that is where we are um, more live. And so anyway, so the other card that we got was the I'm sorry, which is why we kind of giggled because we got this in a previous one after. Yes. Like when I pulled this, you were like, okay, like let's do this. Let's say sorry to ourselves. Yeah. And you had just done that again. So yeah, yeah they were basically confirming they like when you do that. So um, it's def it's defensiveness, defenselessness, writing past wrongs and uprooting, which is very much so what we're doing here focusing on the trauma putting our awareness to it and then healing uprooting it's so beautiful i love that so i just want to let you all know we're really grateful for you guys and we're going to end off with our mantra but before i do that i just want to let you know you are deserving of love you are worthy of love you are more than your pain and your past you are free we love you only in my pain did I find my will? Only in my chaos did I learn to be still. Only in my fear did I find my might. And only in my darkness did I see my light. And so it is. That was beautiful. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We love you from the deepest, deepest part of our hearts. Yes, we love hey, you. Sister, Stay well. Go, Bye. Go.